Place. Hello, I'm Joe Lloyd, and welcome to Pet Place, the podcast series from Pet Place, which helps us all be better pet parents as we talk to the experts and get to discover how to get the best out of holidays with our dogs. Pet Place. I'm delighted to be joined today by a great team. Once again, we have our resident vet, Sarah Holmes, Laura Jones from Pet Place in Abergelly, and our special guest, Jim Jones, who's Chief Executive Officer of North Wales Tourism. Now, I've just been reading here, Jim, that your organisation has been promoting North Wales as a dynamic and pet-friendly tourist destination for over 30 years. Welcome to the Pet Place podcast, Jim. Whereabouts are you from in North Wales? Originally, I'm from Clandino, but at the moment, I'm speaking to you from our headquarters, which is in Colwyn Bay. Oh, I love Colwyn Bay, especially in the summer. So, Jim, now you're a dog owner, what top tips do you have for dog owners enjoying holidays in North Wales? Well, I do have two pets. I have two King Charles Cavaliers. Uh, Bless them. They're 12 years old now, so they're quite old in terms of... um, years for dogs and uh, starting to get uh, a little bit of medication as well but we do um, absolutely adore them and we make the most of the area to ensure that they enjoy um, the area of north wales also there's ample of uh, space in order for um, you to exercise um, your pets and especially the dogs and you know we're, we're surrounded by a coastline uh, with beaches and countryside and mountains as well so I think I think the key thing is just like anything is as uh, is to be a responsible dog walker and um, and follow the countryside code because one of the issues obviously we have because we have got so much countryside in many parts of the countryside is farmland so you know we do get obviously the farmers uh, not being happy when they see dogs off a lead but um, I think I think for me. Um, you know, you look at, uh, and I love going to places like Clandidno on a Great Orm. And obviously, when there's no sheep about, there's nothing better for your dogs, you know, as long as they're in control, you know, to just have a have a run. And, um, you know, that's probably the best feeling for us and also the best feeling for them as well. You know, getting around uh, North Wales is quite easy. Um, and again, there's plenty of places, but one piece of advice I will say is just double check before you, you know, decide to pop onto a beach and a sandy beach because there may be some restrictions on there and would hate for you to, to get in any form of trouble. Yes, that's a good point. And Sarah, um, let's start at the beginning. We're all packed up. We're ready to drive to wherever it is we're going to stay. What safety points do we need to be thinking about? Yeah, so um, to start with, I think it's irresponsible of people to not have their animals securely in a car. Uh, Our dogs travel in a harness that is seatbelt safe. It's very dangerous for your pet and yourself to be free roaming. If you were in an accident, your, your dog could become like a propellant missile and do damage to themselves and you. So there are lots of things available that can ensure their safety and make sure that you know they are restrained and and in a, a safe place equally you know we do see trouble sickness in dogs but it isn't actually something they have to live with forever there is medication that can help them and it is something they can grow out of there isn't a hard and fast rule some dogs do better if they can look out the window some dogs do better if they're low down if it's dark they do better so it is a case of sort of starting with baby steps, seeing what your dog's like in the car, getting them used to it, doing treats, rewarding it. And, you know, eventually when they realise they're going somewhere amazing like the beach, they just, 
you know end up enjoying it and stuff so it is about just being prepared and um taking the precautions to ensure they enjoy the journey yeah they're all good points and laura what products can help with this we've got multitudes of different products available at pet place um we've got the crate so obviously if your dog is comfortable happy in a crate it's a safe way of traveling um either in the boot or in a secure place on the back seat um the seat belt harnesses as well like sarah said she uses we've also got an adapter so if you already got a safe well padded harness rather than buying the whole new harness system you could just buy the adapter which will quite happily adapt any safe harness into the car we also sell booster seats so for your smaller dogs that like to be sat up higher, looking out the window where they're more comfortable, um, they can sit in a little secure booster seat as well. Um, or for your larger dogs, uh, especially for your wet, your muddy dogs that you don't want rolling around in the back of the car, you could get a, um, a dog guard to separate them from the boot to the main of the car just to make it safe so they can't be hopping around. And again, in the case of an accident if you were to break quickly they're not going to be like a missile like sarah said where it's going to harm other passengers as well with traveling it's not only um for your dog and for your safety but you've got to be more mindful of other people traveling around you so if you've got a dog driving along with its head hanging out the window think of the implications that that dog could have if there was an accident or the distractions that they could cause so just by having them secure in the car at all times is just respectful to other road users as well as yourselves. That's a really good point because we all drive along and you see a dog with his head hanging out the window. You're like, oh, isn't that funny? But it is a distraction. You're right. And it is about respecting the environment that you're in, isn't it? Completely. Most definitely, yeah. I think the other point is is um, when you see little dogs sat on your knee when you're driving, or sat on the parcel shelf. Um, I mean, you think um, of what could happen if you had an accident and the dog sat on the parcel shelf, or if the dog fell off your knee and it got stuck near your foot pedals to put your foot on the brake. There's so many um, issues with allowing your dog to travel that way. Um, It is just trial and error, really, by making them as safe as possible and as comfortable as possible while you're travelling. I think it's irresponsible not to. It's, It's law now that children you know, under 12 have to be in booster seats and stuff. And I think, you know, like Laura said, if a dog's bouncing around on the parcel shelf, you know, hanging out the window, it's not only a distraction, it's dangerous, you know, it's health-wise not good for them. And if, you know, they went out the window, who knows what would happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the idea of a booster seat. Um, Hadn't thought of that one. I think I might have to purchase Especially uh, my dog's a small dog. He has his secure extender seatbelt and his harness. And I also use his dog bed that he, he likes because I just think it gives him a little bit more calming influence in the car because I don't think he travels as well. Sometimes he will just sleep. Um but a booster seat's a great one. Most definitely. I think some dogs do like to be able to see where they're going, to be able to look out the window. Um, without popping the head out the window, they can safely sit in the booster seat. So for smaller dogs, being in the comfort of a little booster seat, watching where they're going, feeling king of a castle, it just makes makes them feel so um, more comfortable. It's a great way to travel for a little dog. Yes, um, especially... Pre-COVID, we had quite a lot of clients that were going abroad and stuff so their pets could be 
in the car for, for hours. Like Laura said, not letting them have their head out the window, but having an open window can sort of help circulate the fresh air, make them feel better. There's a lot of sort of herbal things available, like calms and stuff you can use safely on dogs. Um, we have an over-the-counter one called Anxitane. You give them about an hour before you're traveling and they can really help with the sort of travel sickness. There is a, a drug called Serenia, uh, which we do recommend a lot to fully eliminate travel sickness. Um, in the past, people used to ask about sedation and stuff like that. We think that's actually not great for the dog. So we, we try and go more to actually eliminate the, the feeling of car sickness rather than sedating them so that they don't know what's going on but that there are lots of things available that you know once a dog learns actually this isn't a, a bad thing um, it breaks a cycle in their mind if they start salivating they feel sick they associate with the car and then it just becomes like a vicious cycle and using things an hour two hours before you travel to to stop that happening is, is enough in a lot of cases to eliminate the the car sickness. Yeah. And also, obviously, lots of water, dog bowls, stopping regularly, allowing the dog to, um, you know, have a little bit of me time out of the car. Yep, stretch their legs and, you know, do their business and, you know, realise that there is sort of, you know, a point to the journey and stuff. And a lot of dogs eventually learn that when they go in the car, they go somewhere exciting, whereas cats tend to always be a bit nervous because they're usually going to the cattery or the vets and they probably don't think it's that much fun but again there's sprays and things that can make them feel better there's tablets available you know if you have them somewhere quiet and dark it can help them when traveling so th there's no pet really that that can't travel again it's just being prepared and you know doing things to make it more of a pleasurable event for your pet and I think as well, it is it's it's about planning, isn't it? If you're going out for the day, and you're you know, if you've rented a beautiful cottage, or you're staying in a hotel that's dog friendly, and you're thinking, well, we want to go out and explore, and you, you know, it's about planning, it's about planning ahead and thinking about the healthcare, the welfare of your dog, and how long you're going to be out for, and the places you go, and be be mindful of all those considerations, yeah. Absolutely. And, and also, when you do get to the accommodation, you can be guaranteed, especially if they're pet friendly, that they will have lots of information about their locality and where you can and what you can do. So that's that's extremely helpful also. Then Laura, what is your top tip for taking your dog, getting the most out of North Wales and getting about and, you know, planning ahead? What would you say is your top tip? Take note of what the weather's going to be like before you go out. If you're expecting a warm day, Try and schedule your walking time so I wouldn't go midday where it's going to be really hot for your dog. If you find that it's going to be quite warm that day, um, make sure you're taking water bottle or a portable folding bowl with you. A first aid kit if you're going somewhere um, quite rural. So many people forget the basics. Um, and I think even now you're still seeing so irresponsible dog owners just because they've forgotten to take one of the most basic things with them, really. So just poo bags in every pocket, in every pocket of the car. That way there's no reason for or any excuse for forgetting them, really. Um, so, you know, people always say how like vets are really expensive and all that. 
my big tip is if you are a responsible dog owner you go everywhere with poo bags and bottles of water and in themselves that's your own first aid kit so if you get a cup pad you fill your poo bag with water you can rinse it you can use your poo bag as a mini bandage and stuff so actually if you're a good dog owner and you're prepared you could save yourself lots of money on vet trips so poo bags and bottles of water and also i think that north wales has got so many plentiful dog bins which i know it's a bit of a weird thing to talk about but they are important because you see people they will poop a scoop and then they'll tie the poo bag to a tree they will yeah it's so yeah take it if there's no dog bin take it home and put it in the bin there but there should be a dog bin nearby most definitely take it home i mean so many people use the excuse oh it smells or i don't want to take it with me but there's going to be so many bins on the route back to the car i mean if you really don't want to take your poo bag home and there is no bins pet plays actually sell little tailgate bins that stick magnetic ones that stick to the back of your car no. so you can stick your poo bags in there honestly Genius. <laughs> so there's no reason why you could yeah, so no smell in the car and there's no reason why you need to leave your poo bag behind. That is a genius product right there. I think as a dog owner, you, you know, even going out for dinner, you find dog bags, dog poo bags in every single pocket that you have. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every coat, you every handbag, yeah. every coat, they're there. <laughs> but that is a, that's a sign of a good dog owner though. Yes, absolutely agree. Now, for some of us, um, taking our dogs may not be an option and we may be looking for the first time about um, com- accommodation for the dog at home in a kennel. Uh, in a boarding facility so Sarah what would you what would you recommend that we look for um do your research you know what your dog likes you know your dog's routine and if you're interesting someone to care for them they should want to be asking you the questions and you know it should be what they can provide it's not a case of finding the nearest one and your pet goes there you know ask your friends ask family get recommendations what do they like about where their dog's been you know are they encouraging you to bring your own bedding do you know just do your research we have a first impression for a reason and if you go somewhere and it doesn't tick all the boxes and you're not 100 percent just don't put your pet there you know you want to go there thinking that your pet's on holiday as well so just do your research. Because it can be quite stressful, can't it? It can be stressful for obviously the dog being away from you, but also stressful for the owner because it, it's their anxiety of leaving the dog and coming away and then thinking, I'm going on holiday and like the, you have pet guilt, terrible guilt. But there's home boarding where people come in to you or your pet can go to like a pet hotel rather than boarding kennel so there are lots of options and a lot of places now um that are you know sort of trying to promote themselves as a you know dog holiday as well will send videos will send photos make you sort of part of you know being away from them but not necessarily missing out so again there are these places and it's a case of if that's what you want to give yourself you know peace of mind that your your pet is you know somewhere and not fretting then you know do your research and find it because you know there are places that will 
you know, send you a little video or a little photo and just reassure you, actually. Yes, and cameras as well, cameras that you can log on to and yeah. see if your your dog or your cat is okay. Yeah. Um, so precautions before you put them into a kennel. Obviously, we're talking vaccinations and kennel yes. costs. So kennel cough as a vaccine is a good vaccine. It's not 100% effective, but it will limit the signs. So similar to us with the COVID vaccines, you know, if you do come into contact, you are less likely to have complications. Um, in most animals, kennel cough is more of a nuisance disease than a, a fatal disease, but it can make animals really poorly. And as a virus, we can carry it on our clothes and stuff, so it is quite contagious. Um, where dogs go if they cough and, and leave stuff on the grass the next dog coming along coming into contact could get it and obviously if you are in a boarding kennels or somewhere you've got a a smaller population of more dogs mixing in in certain areas so as many precautions you can take the better and obviously a lot of these places require the paperwork anyway so it is something that you need to look at and plan ahead for yeah, and that varies. I mean, some places ask that you have the kennel cough vaccine up to two weeks before you go. Some just say a couple of days. The vaccine actually lasts for a year, but um, we recommend doing it the nearer you're going away. So although there is protection for a year, the best protection is within the first couple of weeks of giving it. We, we usually give the kennel cough vaccine up the nose, but it is becoming that there will be one available to be injected for anybody that thinks their dog is, is phobic of that. Oh, right. Okay. Brilliant. Right. So I have a final question, but I'd like to know where you've all enjoyed a good pet staycation or a day trip in beautiful North Wales. So you need to pick your favourite. I think mine has to be my favourite staycation. Um, as a family, um, we go to Shell Island every single year. Um, it's amazing. It's a bit back to the wild camping route. So there's no electricity. It's sit up, what under the stars, dog sat next to the campfire with you, enjoyed a hot dog. She can come crabbing with us. We can enjoy the beach, just the island itself. It's amazing. Do you know what? That just sounds so idyllic, just perfect. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. So, I mean, the dog can just free run. They have a field there just for the dogs to run. So they've also got dog free field. So for anyone that isn't very keen on dogs, they've got that option available as well. But they cater for like pet place. They have ice creams for people and for the dogs as well, just like what we sell there. And just, just finally, you know, again, you know, North Wales has got lots of beaches, you know, Barmouth, Harlech, Goomaris and Anglesey, Rill and Cowan Bay. Just a word of caution, though, is there are, especially through the summer months from May onwards, there are some restrictions on, you know, where about you can do, you can go onto those beaches to exercise your dogs. So just be mindful of that. Yeah. But otherwise, you know, we are really trying to drive the message forward that North Wales is a really pet-friendly um, location for you to come on holiday. Um, we've talked a lot about beaches, and no one's actually mentioned Talacra Beach. And I think it's an amazing place because even if the car park's full, there's so many places you can go through the dunes, you can go on the beach and you can escape from everywhere. As Jim was saying, there are certain restrictions on beaches, but there are none uh, throughout the year at Talacra and it is beautiful. Um, and you can just wander off, blow away the cobwebs. You can do an easy walk, you can do a long walk, 
yeah, something for everyone. It sounds amazing. Well, I'm looking forward to sampling all of those. I've booked a two centre this year, um, both the guests and Anglesey. So I'm looking forward to both of those. And I just want to thank you all for your advice today. Jim Jones, Sarah Holmes and Laura Jones. It's been great having you join me. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And as always, you can get more information and advice from farmandpetplace.co.uk. That's it for now, but see you next time in the Pet Place podcast when we'll be looking at how to prepare your dog for socialising with other people and animals.